So I have a, I have a superpower. You do? Yeah. Nice. It's uh, it may not be a superpower and you know, probably there, if it was a superpower, a lot of people would have this power, but I have the ability <laughs> to uh, be able to tell what your race is based on the speaker at the drive through Based on, all right, I have no clue where you're going with okay, this, but so, okay, go, go so ahead. Adam and I went to an unnamed fast food place uh, because one, I'm not naming them because they're not paying me and they're also disgusting. But uh, let's just say every time that I go there, they offer me horsey sauce. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I know exactly who you so mean. So I try to um, mm -hmm. get as much horsey sauce as possible. First, yes. I ask them, please don't call it horsey sauce because mm -hmm. that's just stupid. Yeah, it's gay. And then the second piece is um, I try to get them to give me like over the legal amount of what they're allowed to give me. Okay. So they're only like allowed to give you three packets. You right. ask for four. I, I want four or five, maybe six. Okay. Gotcha. Just so when we get back to wherever it is that we're going, I can throw it all away. So nobody else has to go through the, the pain of actually eating. Eating it. So. But it's French dressing. I it, like French it's dressing. It's not French dressing. It's it, disgusting. It's French dressing. Anyways, the, the reason why I hate this place in the first place, we'll just, we'll divert from the story here for just a second is I was driving out to Vegas one year and we stopped in uh, one of these establishments mm -hmm. in, um, I think it was Arizona. Okay. And I ordered my food and I saw the guy in the back that was preparing the food. Oh, big mistake. Picked his nose, <laughs> no gloves, oh. grabbed a pile of meat, threw it on like wax paper or something like yeah, that yeah, and then is. threw it in the microwave. And I was like, is that my sandwich? <laughs> And everybody turned and looked at this guy, still had his finger jammed up in his nose. And I was like, yeah, I think we're done here. <laughs> so moving on anyway. So yeah, we're sitting in the drive-thru, right? So we're sitting in the drive-thru. It's me and Adam. And this is off of uh, 119, I-25. We're just mm -hmm. trying to get away from work for a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, he likes this place and he, he, he'll eat there. I've eaten there maybe. he can get supers, maybe a man. Yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. starving, I'll, you know, and that's the place that we're going, then we'll go there. But right, right. I try to avoid it in this instance. Um, I wasn't hungry. I just wanted to get away from the office and maybe grab a drink or something like that. So we get up to the drive-thru and the girl starts talking and I have my eyes closed and my head's back against the headrest. I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm trying to, I try to picture people as I'm talking to mm -hmm. them and I go, this girl's either Pacific Islander or Asian, one of the two. And it wasn't like, well, I think she's Asian because she was like, hello, may I take your order, yeah, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She you know, wasn't it, fried rice. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, any yeah. of that stuff. It was, it was perfect. English. It was just the, the way that she talked in the tone, but I mean, it was like perfect English, a little too perfect. Right. Right. So <clears throat> I was like, this girl's Asian. So after a brief discussion while we're waiting in line to get to the window, Adam's like, nah, it's a nerdy white chick. And I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure she's Asian. Mm -hmm. So we get up to the window and sure enough, nerdy white chick is at the window with the headset on the whole deal. Right. So we start getting our food and he looks at me like, I told you so. And I was like, that's not the girl who took our order. And he's like, well, let me ask. And I was like, hey, can you load me up with some more horsey sauce, please, even though I didn't order anything? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, he's like, miss, are you the one who took our order? And she goes, no. And just then, this little Asian girl walks around the corner. And I was like, that's the girl who took our order. Yes. And she goes, no, it's this girl who took your guys' order. I was like, there you go. So Done. there's there's my superpower. So that, I do that every time that's I'm, verified I'm right talking there. on the phone. You know, customer service with Comcast. I'm like, we all know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we know. all know. Right, right, right. Mumbasa. So, and... It or not was, Mombasa, Mumbai. Yeah. And um, 
it's not a racist thing or anything. So no, it's just like, what it Heidi is. Heidi was like, your racial profile. And I was like, no, it just is what you it is. You know what? Like, it used I just to be like so to know easier who I'm back in the to. day. We called everybody by their nationality yeah. growing up. It was, it's, that was huge for us. I know. And I hope people don't get offended. But on a second note, I was able to, at, at this last match, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to uh, meet in real life Ray Hong. I don't uh, know who that is. Female shooter for, uh, she's uh, with Tyler Hughes. Oh, his girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, I didn't know that was her. Right, and, I know who she is now. Yeah, and we've been friends on Facebook, but mm-hmm. I've never met her in real life. And I was like, we were driving past in the Ranger. I was like, that's Ray Hong. Mm-hmm. So I gave her a high five, and she was like, who's this guy? Right. So we, you know, went up to the training range and everything. She showed up at the training. Um, you know, she kind of blew everybody away, of course. And she did really well in the match. And we'll get to that here. You know, exactly. as far as the, as match is concerned. But I was like, well. You know, she did way better than I did. Okay. And I was like, well, of course she did. She's, she, it's a math game. Yeah, yeah. She's okay. Asian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I mean, if it were like, if we were like racing cars or something like that, I'd be Either. like, oh, yeah, I'd whoop playing her ass. Hockey. Yeah. If you were, play, we were, if we were playing, playing hockey. Yes, right? you'd win. Even though I don't play hockey, I still have an edge. Yes. So. Or basketball with her. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could just, yeah, I can just stand there. Yes. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's High. And you're listening to the Everyday Sniper. Thank you guys for listening. I want to say uh, a big thanks to our troops overseas. I've had a lot of phone calls in the in the past couple of weeks. Even though I haven't been on the podcast, um, I'm, I'm, I felt like I was starting to lose my co-host status. You know, you were, like, you were going down, man. People was, were getting ready to give up on me. I know. And I was like, all right, I got to get back. I got to get this stuff situated in personal life. I got to get my stuff worked on in, uh, in professional. Just FYI for people, Mike's got moving boxes in the middle of the living room here. Yeah. So if it's echoey, it's because I've taken everything off the walls. I've packed most of the stuff up and we're just chilling here on a Saturday morning hanging out. But I do want to say, uh, you know, thank you to those guys who have been giving me a call at work and everything, especially our everyday sniper, uh, Marine snipers that are listening from Camp 762 in Afghanistan. We've, we've talked to those guys, Hayden and the boys. Um, my man Chase, who's out in Egypt right now, uh, I was able to talk to him. He called me via Facebook. Nice. So we could do kind of like a little win lesson and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's working on, uh, on, I guess, some TTPs or, you know, a training program or something like trying that. Trying to simplify for, it. Yeah, trying to simplify it. Because the guy everything. does a kabuki dance who taught him and tries to add like as much math as possible. It's way too much math. Yeah, yeah. I, I got sent some of the stuff and I was like, well, why don't we just take out the entire middle section of this and call it what it is? But, and... There, like, I've been watching the discussions on the sniper side forums as well as far as the wind. And again, it's turning into like there's a lot of great discussions, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people who want to add extra stuff to it. That so, Skookum adds, he goes to the decimal point with it. So he's adding extra math because he's trying to get it perfect. Right. And what we're trying to do is just dirty field math, make, yeah. a, make a guesstimation and then follow it up. And then make that correction based on what you did. I did it yesterday with that Valkyrie, man. I picked up uh, three bo- cases of 88 grain. And you looked at it as a six mile an hour gun. Yeah, it was about six. Um, at least based on what I saw there, I still have to play with it. I don't know that round very well. Mm-hmm. But my wind calls were spot on with it. And I was expecting not knowing shit what was going on with the wind with it. You told me it was a five. I went in, started off with a five. At about 600 yards, I, it, it starts to deviate because the winds were crazy. It was uh, 16 to 18. It averaged about 18 on me yesterday when I was out there. So I left really early, but I doped it out to a grand to get some numbers to see what it would look like. And I'm going to go back this week before. And that's for that shoot that you're going to. Yeah, I'm going to take it to the Guardian. Uh, I'm going to shoot the Valkyrie at the Guardian match. Uh, Gary Larson's thing next weekend. It's next Saturday. Week Great. from today. Hey, I'll, week be, from in, today. I'll be in Tennessee or, uh, shooting the Guardian. 
So, so for those guys who are kind of falling off and not understanding the whole win thing, um, I'm going to go into it a little bit. I'll pull Ford off up on my phone as we get further into this episode, and we'll just do a quick, uh, you know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, verification and just kind of dumb it down a little bit more for you guys. And um, I only want you to think about two numbers when we get to that. Uh, moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the mile high shootout. Yeah, you're, 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 I, I was in Alaska. You guys were up shooting here in Craig. Yeah, shooting NRL. We were we were supposed to you and I and I think Adam were supposed to teach the um, the training day, the spin up training day. And you then, guys were not. I wasn't well, invited. Yeah, you were invited to it. You were like, I'm just not going to be there. So here's a lesson plan. Oh, okay. Deal. I don't remember that and, anybody asking me, but yeah. Well, that's how I got the lesson plan, Frank. <laughs> you asked, and me then I couldn't said. even open it. You sent it to me in a file, and then it, it, like by the time I did get to open it, it timed out. And then you sent it to me again, and you were like. How's this? And it didn't open. And I was like, "What'd you say?" Well, I did, oh. and I was just like, "Well, actually, the second time around, I was like, yeah, perfect." Oh. So we just put a plan together and planned, gotcha. you know, just just did it was what a we PDF. normally did. It should have just opened right up as a PDF. I don't know what happened, man. I'm kind of computer illiterate, but uh, Adam, uh, Aaron Pickering, and I, uh, Aaron Pickering from Colorado Precision Rifle, um, we picked up the slack, got the training day together and came up with a plan and kind of split up into some groups and stuff like that. Um, and we had everybody kind of on the same page at first. And then as we got a little bit further into it, we started splitting up like, okay, you're going to teach this and you're going to teach this and you're going to teach this. And we had an opportunity. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a round robin kind of training situation. Um, we did get a lot of positive feedback. I'm still waiting to hear some negative feedback. Matches always, and this goes back to my kind of argument bullshit Matches always had train-ups for people, but then when PRS guys started showing up and doing too well, they told the comp- the, 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 the like rifles only especially because that was a big thing. We used to have 20, 25 people before a match, train-up. And then – you Right. But then you got people who, who did really well and it became a, well, this is a contest and now it's an unfair advantage. That's why they canceled. So instead of bringing new people in and showing them what to do and helping them – they said you can't do it right? because it's an unfair advantage. So this is the, we want to promote the sport. We want to do better, but we're not going to let facilities do training lessons anymore because it helps certain a certain segment of the PRS crowd, which, which is bullshit. It is, and especially when you're talking to people who claim that they're trying to grow the community. Yeah, that's so I'm glad you guys did a train up and they let you do a train up and that the NRL didn't have a rule against it. Yeah, it was very gracious. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. like we rolled in there, it was just a lot of high fives and hey, what's up? And, um, you know, a few of uh, the folks that listen to the Everyday Sniper, they're like, oh, this is, you know, this is what you look like. Yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. up? You know, it's, it's great stuff. Frank, yeah. where's Frank? Where is he in your back pocket? Blah, 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 yeah. You know, everybody's <laughs> exactly. got a joke, you know. Um and then I, I hooked up with Brian Whalen as well, and he's working on uh, – he's got a, uh, a Colorado Precision Rifle Sling that we've kind of been playing around yeah, with. Yeah, you guys had it for it. a while, right? I didn't grab one from him, but you guys – we, <laughs> we talked about that in one of the early podcasts. We did. Yeah. And he's made improvements on it. So nice. instead of just the one-inch strap, I was like, hey, why don't you put a pad on there? And he called me a poon for wanting a pad on there. And I was now like, look, dude, I don't want to – well, that's the thing. So he's, <laughs> he's so he's a poon. Yeah. So right back at you, Brian. Um uh, like I said, the training Pads day went, nice, man. The training day went great, and we started with the humbler. So we did a, a fundamental eval, and I want to point out a few things. And I thought this was really cool. We had a, a newer shooter to the circuit. Obviously, she she's not uh, new to the sport. She's just I think this may have been her first match or something. Her name is Shelby, and she was shooting a two two three. Okay. She came up to the spin up training, and it was either forgive me, but it was either her husband or her boyfriend that was with her, and he was kind of helping coach her along, and we were helping coach her along. 
And she was putting together, you know, half minute groups with this two, two, three at a hundred yards, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, when it came down to it, she did not finish last. Which is really what you want to do in your amazing. first match. Well, right. amazing what you want to do in your first match to kind of get you motivated. Mm-hmm. But also running a 2-2-3. And let me tell you, that first day was unbelievable. Oh, and you had wind. crazy wins. Yeah. Yes, we've had wicked wins here. So, we've talked about that a bunch. Um, thanks, Shelby, for coming to the training. And thank you, Shelby, for uh, all everything that you did there. It was um, super cool. And thank you to Dolores River, River Rifles for hooking her up the way they did at the end of the match. They okay. got her basically like a whole complete build all set up, and she was only missing a few pieces. Nice. Now, to piggyback on that, Regina Milkovich showed up in fifth place. Yeah. Right? Just freaking pounded the Yeah, she the does. Field. She crushes that stuff. And with her top five finish, when they called her name to the prize table, she grabbed Shelby's hand, walked her up there. And got her the the missing parts that she needed, needed for her gun. There you go. Okay. So she got hooked up and that was a total class act. And uh, I actually shook hands with Regina. I was like, I need to shake this girl's hand. And she beat me to it. She wanted to shake my hand. And I was like, hey, she doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm watching from the background, you know, going, man, this, this girl is badass. So she did really well. Um, and she did uh, good things for the community. So again, growing the sport. Um, let's talk about just pieces of the training where we see this and we've seen this in our class. I haven't listened to the, the post Yeah, I only did a little thing. bit. I didn't talk about the class a whole <clears throat> lot because I kind of wanted you there um, it, to talk about the class. So I, I didn't get into too much detail over it. Although talking fundamental eval, I just pre-printed fundamental eval guides now like a notepad. I saw that. Yes. So you, so you texted it, it to me. Yes. You'll peel it off. So I could fill it out and just circle, trigger control, you know, this, this, this. I have like the most common things they do wrong. A basic checklist and of day one. It, right. Yeah, now you can them. give it to them each yep. time. Here's your checklist. Here's your checklist. This is what you're screwing up and doing wrong. Almost like a – um, it's it's feedback. But Because before what we used to do with the fundamental eval, like um, me going through it, 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 it's the humbler. So you lay down – I'm sitting there hovering over the top of you. You're shooting your five-shot group. You're I'm, nervous. I'm writing a book. Yep. I'm sitting there writing, and, and I've come down to like abbreviating things and doing a bunch of stuff because normally I'm the only one who sees it. At some point in the class, I use that information, but most of it goes off of my memory of what people did wrong. Right. Well, then at the break, that first break, after we talk trigger control, they'll come up to me and say, what is my eval? What did this look like? What did that look like? So then I go and be reciting it back to people. So I decided, well, instead of cop doing this every time, I had a pre-printed notebook done and I got a fucking ton of them for pennies. So I can fill it out, put your name on it. I can go through my checklists and everything I'm looking at and fill that out, tear it off and give it to you. Then when we do another one and another one, I can keep and you can look at your improvement. Right. Throughout the course of training. But you have it now. You'll have a paper you can read and not trying to decipher my code. Right. And it's the good thing about it too is like, yeah, you you have it for training. You have it in that training environment. You have somebody that's evaluating you and your habits. But you're also taking it home. Yes. So that you can go, okay, this is what I learned in the class. This and is what I did Because wrong. you're not out there taking notes. You're out there experiencing it. 
you know, firsthand, you're going, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And a lot of that stuff that gets cleared up, believe it or not, when we got to the the end of the course where we did the final fundamental eval, um, there were some things where, you know, Frank is guiding you, he's standing over you, I'm on the spot, or Frank is guiding you into a position where, okay, this is what you're doing. This is why you missed. They fixed it and bam, impact. I think no an problem. impact. We yeah. had that a lot, which is always we good did. to see. You have a guy that missed and you go up, oh, you did this on the trigger. He fixes it the next round and then he hits. Positive reinforcement. Yes. That's all it is, man. Yes. That's what it comes down to. So a lot of trigger smacking. So you guys watch that trigger, man. Um, it's all trigger control. Once you get the position done, it's all trigger. Yep. So the match itself, uh, Rob Quigley, <clears throat> thank you, sir. You put on a great match. Rob is a stand-up guy. Uh, personable and he, and he puts a lot of great stuff into the match and of course just like any match director he's running around doing his stuff and there from my side there was a lot of positive stuff and very minimal negative stuff okay like as far as like attitudes and stuff like that i mean mm-hmm. like you run into it and i get it you shoot a bad stage um suck it up move on yeah thank the ro thank the ro and move on is. dude you do yeah. better on the next one yeah or go home and do better or yep. something but don't take it out on everybody around you. And then especially – I've dude, seen I got this that. Fly, I don't know dude, you, I hate flies. I know. I got them. They're from the uh, he keeps, range too. They're keep all in my buzzing car. the tower. I'm going to catch them. But um, there there were only a few instances where I was just like, dude, whatever, man. Like I can't believe that this guy's really complaining people, about that. Did you see people get pissy about <clears> it? <throat> there was a few things. I'm not going to bring up anything specific. Yeah, but it I was just it. like – it was small stuff where it was just like, dude, just take your points and move on, man. Right. You know, you're holding everybody up. All I care about is don't zero a stage. Right. I don't care if I get a one. Don't zero it. So there were a lot of positive stuff. I know Stu listens to this, the Tower of Troust or the Troust Tower that we had to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so mad at him about that. Like, I know that he didn't develop that course of fire, but he sponsored it. So I'm going to take it out on him. Okay. I did terrible on that. Let me tell you, I did terrible the whole first day. Did you? Uh, It It happens. You know, I got up and stepped up to the plate and like, it didn't all fall apart. It was just, there was um, a lot of instances where I was just like, man, that was a stupid mistake. I should have done that. Or building up a position. Mm-hmm. I could have built a position better. Um, the wind could have stopped for me for five minutes. Because we were, we were looking at like five different wind zones between the shooter and the target. Right. And where they're all cranking like 18s, right? Right. But they're all going opposite directions. And they're all going up the hill, down the hill, this, that, and mm-hmm. the other thing. And then there was a, there was a stage. Elevation the wind sucks. There was a, a stage, and I won't forget this because I did freaking terrible on it. My bipod, I couldn't get my bipod high enough because we were at a downward slope and we were oh, shooting across oh, to another yes. hill. So you had to do almost a reverse uh, so slope. So what we did is we had the uh, we had a, a prototype Thunder Beast bipod. Mm-hmm. Those guys are coming out hopefully at Shot Show. But uh, Curtis said I can talk about it, so yeah, we're going to talk it. about it. Yeah, I've been using it in the class and different stuff. And so they have a bipod coming out, and it's it's very user friendly and it's very easy to swap the legs on it. So after that stage, well, I'm probably like ten stages into it, and you know, twenty stages to shoot, or maybe seven stages. I don't know. It's pretty like in the afternoon of the first day. Did you put the extensions on, or did you? Oh hell yeah! yeah, yeah oh okay. yeah! They, they so. Work. I didn't shoot without the extensions after that because there were a lot of positions that were right. higher than the, the shooting position. I couldn't dig my buttstock into the ground hard enough to get underneath to get it. elevation <laughs> and then turn my head sideways and try to figure it out from there. So it was Dude, just just tripod everything. It was just right. Why don't I just do that Sit, from now do on? Sitting tripod. Yeah, just, that makes more sense. Right, just do sitting tripod everything. <laughs> so, um, 
that was my solution to all the gaming guys. Too. Yeah. If you're just, just going to bypass it. the friggin', if you're going to just bypass the obstacle and not do what the match director says, I love they're blaming the match director for all this. Yeah. I'm going to have a whole match director podcast where I'm going to talk to you guys because you're getting a bum rap as match directors. Every time there's an argument about gaming, it's the match director's fault. You force them to game it. So I said, why don't you just say, here's a tripod stage, kneeling. Here's a tripod stage, standing. Here's a tripod stage, kneeling. Here's a tripod stage, standing. Yeah, and just stay, that's in that, all stay in that position just the whole time. Forget the whole yeah. obstacle. Just shoot off of your tripod. Just, just put them in a box. Right. And give them a If tripod. you're going to do what you yeah. want anyway, if you're going to game it to the point where you're going to shoot the, the, the course your, your, how you want to shoot it, you might as well just shoot everything off a tripod and bypass the obstacle altogether. They got a barricade thing. I'm just going to go standing behind the barricade and I'm just going right. to shoot it. And if I have to, I'll put my hand <laughs> on the ledge that I'm supposed to be on and I'll say I'm touching that ledge. Right. So then I'm just going to shoot from the same position every time I'm going to shoot the, what is it? Two rounds kneeling, two rounds standing, two rounds standing, two round kneeling. Or you can just shoot everything I'm just going to shoot it off the tripod yeah. from the or standing. Or just take the tripod out and just gonna, shoot offhand. I'm just going to touch yeah, the, touch everything. the thing. So, so don't don't get it twisted. The attitude of this whole thing, we're poking fun at it because it yeah. is a funny laughing, thing. You know, guys. it's like we get it. There are some people that were uh, upset and I've read a lot of comments and had a lot of talks with some folks and um, we get it. You know what? It doesn't take away from me having a good time at the mile high shootout match that mm -hmm. is like it's come down to it where i can't get to a lot of national matches anymore yeah. but that's the one that i really like to shoot because the one it's a field course it's a field course it's it's local it's sort of local to me i mean it's maybe a four or five hour drive but i typically get a shoot with all my friends yes so that's what makes it better for me i'm like you know i don't care about uh going up to the prize table to be honest with you and when i placed i placed in like 52nd i was halfway up the pack Mm -hmm. And I was happy with that. And there was a lot of stuff that I took away that I'm going to share with you guys. And there was also a post on uh, on Sniper's Hide that I've been uh, – I was kind of trolling this morning and taking a look and seeing what was going on or lurking, not trolling. But um, there was somebody who was there that, that did give a, a, a very br – uh, like bullet point description. Oh, okay. That was yeah, freaking awesome. That. Yeah, yeah and, I see where you got it. <clears throat> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that Actually, my Gunworks one. The girl who took my place at the prize table actually picked up trouse bags. Yeah. She did. And, and she didn't know, but she thought she was, um, she thought her husband wanted her to get trouse bags. There were still a lot of good prizes on the table. Mm -hmm. And she went up and took all the trouse stuff because she thought her husband had said to her, get bags. Perfect. Yeah, but she did. And she was all cool with it. And, and they she, came in sets of bags too. I remember yeah, I brought she did some get sets. Yeah. yeah so she got I brought, a set. Um, uh, Stu asked us to bring up. Uh, three sets and mm -hmm. three sets, including a positional bag, a big rear bag, and a mini rear bag. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool, and thank you, uh, thanks Stu for donating that stuff. Um, so I'm going to read off of uh, Sniper Side. Those of you guys that don't go on here or can't find it, I'm just going to hit these bullet points real quick. Uh, he, he uh, let's see who the poster was. Time to shoot, time to shoot. Thank you for uh, for doing this for us. Uh, he appreciated the mix of PRS and field type stages. There was a lot of that going on. That's becoming a big deal. That was Gunworks did the same thing. The field versus PRS. So it's not just the contrived bullshit obstacle stages. It's more practical. Mm -hmm. so. uh, he really appreciated the, the better shooters that were supportive towards the new shooters. There was there was a lot of, I don't want to say hand-holding, you know what I mean? But coaching, it was just coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. Which is good. They should go back <clears throat> to letting people do that. I agree. Which Gunworks did. As long as you told the RO you were it was your first match. You were able to get coached. 
And that's great. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what we try to do at a local match too. It's yes. just like, Hey, do you need help? Because we're here to help you. We're here to prepare right. you for what's next. We don't care. Do we laugh? I don't even shoot the whole damn match half the time. Right. Uh, he said he had some major equipment issues on Sunday and several offers to loaner equipment to help him out. So that's really cool that people were doing that for him. There's several other similar stories, including factory reps who supplied rifle and ammo for people who had the equipment problems. It was amazing to see top shooters invite newer shooters to the prize table, which we saw with Regina, and uh, let them pick up something that they absolutely needed. Offering a rifle build to a deserving new shooter was a classy move. This is back to Dolores River Rifles. Um, let's see. I think I, I think it would be awesome to see rifle training instructors and schools offer full ride tuition for training classes to shooters at the bottom of the finishing order. This would also help. The I new do it if I well. support. I do it on the individual. If you're an individual match guy and a match director, if you want to reach out to me, I'll I'll give slots to my classes. That's easy. But at the same time, I'm not going to offer them up to the series kind of thing. So if you're a match director listening and you want certificate for my classes let me know and i'll and i'll take care of that and we'll have our new schedule up for next year because we're full right now but i'll i'll leave one space open every class for a new student if they want a slot yeah there you go if they shot something match wise and wanted at a comp free free of charge yeah 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 look at that i'm all good on it uh this guy also agrees with frank's observations on the prize tables and <laughs> oh uh, did he say that yeah he's got that right there as someone who deals with sponsored competitive events and other fields, I understand how diluted it can get for sponsors. That said, as a shooter who's at the bottom third, it was great to walk the prize table and see a certificate for something that I needed at a deep discount. So this, uh, and then this next bullet goes to our uh, our win class, which I'm going to strike up here in a second after we get done talking about the mile high shooting match or the I'm sorry, the mile high shootout. Uh, truing the AB. By changing my BC and using the BC win method, my dope was spot on to 1,400 yards. It works better. When I wasn't having equipment issues. I When I went to go, I was in the AB, right? So mm -hmm. I was playing with it yesterday with the Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. So I did a manual one and I did everything and got it. So I said, well, let me do calibrate muzzle velocity and do all this stuff. It changed the muzzle velocity on the Valkyrie to 3,400 feet per second to line up my 1,000 yard. And then nothing worked. And then I went and deleted that track and everything, mm -hmm. but went to my manual where I did the BC and I adjusted the BC. I actually just used Hornaday's, um, the, the, the Mach 2.0 numbers, because they got 2.5, 2.0, and 1.5, I think is what Hornaday lists their BC numbers at. And uh, 2.5 was too high. And when I dropped it to the 2.0 G7, it worked out. So I put that in manually with the Kestrel yesterday and I only had to tweak my muzzle velocity 15 feet. Nice. Because I tweaked the BC and then it looks like my track is lining up good. And where, as long as you're shooting, you know, halfway up the target where you're aiming. Yes. And it, it looked pretty. And I waterlined. I lie went to your, repainted everything. Lie to your system if you yeah. have to. Lie to it to get it to line up. And that's when you have to go out and true the stuff. And we've been talking about that since But I did one. the BC method. And then I did a minor tweak on the muzzle velocity with the Valkyrie. And it looks like that's good. I'm going to confirm it this week <laughs> with the 18 mile an hour winds. It's, the, the elevation was a little wango, but not too bad. Wango. Yeah, wango. I like that. Like wango tango. Yeah. It's a wango tango. I watched, I watched 28 shooters on two different stages. I was amazed at the lack of good marksmanship skills. I saw two shooters would follow through on the trigger. Everyone else was slapping the trigger 
and finger flying off before the recoil pulse was over. And there was another thread that I read on this too, where, um, you know, the fundamentals of marksmanship travel over for, for each firearm basically. And we always teach this in a class, whether I'm teaching a pistol class or a basic, uh, uh, carbine class or rifle class is all the fundamentals are the same. Yes. If you can master the fundamentals, you can walk up to a, a gun and be, be a natural shooter on that gun as long as you understand what you're supposed to be shooting at, what your elevation needs to be dialed into, and right. if you can call a win. It's the tuning fork, man. If you're if you're coming off the trigger, if you're slapping it, it's inconsistent, and it'll change that note from shot to shot. So it was also amazing to see the teamwork and creativity to build good positions. And that's, you know, with a shoot like that, it is basically building your position. And these are my lessons learned. Uh, I've had a lot of time on the clock. When we shoot a local match, it's almost double the time. Yes, because it is. It's relax, get your fundamentals going, mm -hmm. do this, do that. And now we need to speed it up. And it's really time management. So when you're trying to build a position, like let's say we're shooting off of that uh, the tree. So we had one branch we had to shoot off of, and then we had another branch we had to shoot off of. So these two targets on this branch – these two targets on this branch. Right. Okay. So a total of, I think it was eight shots. So now you're walking up to the stage and you're like, what all do I need? So in my head, I was like, okay, I need to build a good position the first time around and not be messing with it. Because if you drop something to me at this, at this point, it's gone. Right. I can't right. use this because I'm going to spend all this time with all the equipment that I brought up there trying to get it back into that position. So I put a bag on the, on the, uh, on the branch. I shoot off the bag. Done. Okay. But now to take it further, I got two bags. So I take one before I even start shooting. I take one bag and put it on one branch. I take the other bag, put it on the other branch because I know where I'm moving to. So I shoot off the first bag. If that bag rolls off the second branch because I wasn't there to support it, that bag is gone, dude. You don't, you don't have time to be messing <laughs> nice, with it. Nice. So uh, time management. I think with the match directors, I like the way Gunworks had the gear restriction in the book the match booklet where it's set at the bottom, you can't use this. And here's the deal, man. If you've got a supported position and you don't want them using their bipod on the ground or whatever the case may be, just say no bipod. Don't try to split hairs. Just tell them, take the bipod off so they don't go that high prone. You know, and the other thing to do, red paint, green paint. If you don't want them touching something with a part of the rifle, paint it red. If they're going to shoot from a position, paint it green. This is where you shoot from. This is all that can touch. Green paint. Nothing can touch here. Red paint. You don't want them to go, you know, like the, the, the whole conversation where Vibbert's trolling everybody. And I, I got probably 10 emails or Facebook messages about, I'm not, I'm not getting into that thread because Vibbert was just trolling. But um, where Vibbert had the bottom of the rope touching his rifle and his bipod was on the, 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 the frame of the... Uh, of the stand. The stand. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, it, it, the frame's on the ground, so the bipod's on the ground because it's on the frame that's on the ground. Let, let's let's just kind of go there. The, the match director caved on him because he as long as it's he said originally when it first came up like a month ago, he said it wasn't the intent of the stage, but now he's modified it to say, well, as long as it's the same for everybody, it's never the same for everybody because there's going to be somebody who didn't know that guy did that and they can get away with that. So it's not the same for everybody unless you say you can do this. And it's not innovative to raise your bipod to shoot over the, the lowest one. That's not innovation. That's just kind of silly. But, the, you know, I get it. He's being a troll and he wants to push that, ha, 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 I got away with it. 
And that's why people are get pissy because he does the ha ha ha. I got away with it. There is, there's, there's always two sides to it too. I mean, like, you know, you have one person saying this and one person saying this. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just take yourself away from it and not even get yeah, involved. Exactly. Because I didn't it's, like, respond. it's like, but the know, funny I'm thing getting, is, I'm not doing that. The match director's got to deal with the course of fire. He's got to deal with the, the coordination, the ROs, all the emails. He's got to deal with every shooter in his match. He's got to deal with the sponsors in the prize table. And you want him to write a bulletproof course of fire that you can't gain. Come on, guy. And the guy's got a ton of things to worry about, which is why I'm going to be addressing this stuff to the match director and not to the the shooters. I I get it. The shooters want somebody to advocate for them to to, to get out of this cycle that they're in. But at the same time, uh, you know, that's that's that has to start from the bottom up. So but so um, a couple a couple more lessons learned. I'm running a night force uh, seven to thirty five and. I ran it at the Gunworks one. I dug it. Yep. No, it's super nice, super clean, super everything, man. It mm-hmm. is a very well put together scope, period. Now, in that setting, it's a little bit different. You're not going to maximize your 35 power. Yeah. You got to back that thing I down. I was 15 everything. My entire match, I shot it at 15x. On some of the PRS stages, I went down to 12. I never shot it over 15. Sure. And so. going Well, going into a time management position now. So you know you're on the clock. You know you're doing this. Um, and you guys that are new to this stuff, maybe this is something that will help you out in the future when you go to one of these courses of fire is when you're writing down your dope in your matchbook, write down after your dope, write down zero your scope. Right. Drop your, uh, drop your power range back mm-hmm. down to zero. Start off on a low number. Yep. And then flip your caps. Yeah. Everybody that gets down, I saw a lot of this too. And, you know, and, and oh, it's shit, a lot I of I forgot the, my scope caps. I forgot my scope caps. I didn't power down. I got to, pa- yeah. you know, I got to uh, ride my elevation up and, and get it working for me. And now I got to build a position. Yeah. Or I built the position and now I'm messing with all this stupid nitinoid stuff. It just cost me 30 seconds. By the time I pull the trigger, yeah, you got thirty I take seconds my caps left. Off. But how much time do I got? Thirty seconds. Yeah, and then you're on the first target. So it's just you gotta you gotta start thinking about that stuff. And again, it goes back to time management. I so, take my caps off during the match. Yeah, I take my rear cap off. Yeah, so, my rear's yeah. always off. Mine yeah. fall, Mine's in my way all the time. I always take the rear. As one soon off. as I lay down behind the gun, I rip it off. Yeah, like I try to protect the lenses as much as possible, yeah, especially when that. it's all nasty outside. But moral of the story is great match. I love shooting that match. I love visiting with those guys up there. I love seeing uh, Rob Quigley, all the guys that I shoot with, Brian, Dan, Adam, Aaron. Um, we always have a good time when we're together. Did the NRL put any events together like after hours? Did they do anything? Or they did, did they- an awards ceremony and we, uh, we stayed long enough. I, I had – had the extreme privilege, but like on Saturday night, did they do anything prior? Like, um, did they, other than they said everybody's going here, didn't they? I thought I saw an email. That I don't said know. Everybody's it was, going. It was kind of like everybody was spread to the winds. Oh, were they? Yeah. Usually, it, NRL has a, a hey, everybody, let's go here. They may have. I just didn't get the message. Okay. Maybe because we were You're doing not something. NRL too, too, so you probably right. not on the. So I don't play on their website or right, anything. Right. I just I just come to shoot. But um, Adam and I had the, the honor of representing uh, Randy and Diane from Mile High Shooting, uh, the owners of Mile High Shooting, by giving away a rifle and a scope. <laughs> so um, the way we did it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not like it hasn't been done before, but we wanted to just kind of change things up. And, you know, we all sat at the table and agreed, all right, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be more of a raffle right. than it is anything. Spread the wealth, man. 
spread the wealth. So we gave away an AT folding stock, 24 inch, 6.5 Creedmoor, threaded 5.8, 24 ready rock and roll, 20 MOA rail. Yep. Then we gave away a, uh, a beast, a Night Force beast. I think it was a Mill R. Uh, gave it Which away to gave it to I another shooter, it. and um, but their donation to that match, and, and then of course we brought a whole bunch of stuff up. You know, mm-hmm. we had stuff we had in the shop that uh, other people who wanted to sponsor they called us up and said, "Hey, if we reimburse you, can you grab some stuff from your stock?" Because we do have a lot of stuff. Right. Um, hey, can you bring that up and, and make sure it gets to the to those guys from us? And that, yeah, that's no problem. Um, I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah, right. whatever, or I'll give it to somebody else to bring it up, or I'll ship it out there. I yeah. don't, I don't care. Um, but being able to to give those away to some shooters. And I, and I thought this dude, like when we were handing him the rifle, I was like, dude, are you going to shoot this? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot it. And, I, and he started kind of well up a little bit. And I was like, oh shit, he's going to, he might've blow. He's, he's going to blow. blow. And I'm a sympathetic crier. So I was like, okay, hurry up, take a picture. And I just, you know, turned, <laughs> and, you know, so, <laughs> so, um, it was really cool. And for us to, you know, touch people like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of weird how I stated well, let's that. Well, let's, 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 let's the, back the, that the up. For us to assist people in, in their shooting career and changing their lives one person at yeah. a time with, you know, something like that where the guy's shooting, I think he was shooting maybe a savage or something like that where this is a pretty big step up in the mm-hmm. game. I'm not going to get into the drama part of that situation, but let's just... There's no drama. Well, we the, walked the, up. Well, no, there's no there's, drama. People were butthurt. No, there's no drama. But let's just say this. I'm pretty sure Vibbert's won two ATs already. I've never seen a picture of him shooting an AT, though. Well, some of those guys, they just... They can't, and that's fine. What and do you mean they can't? They can't. Why can't they? I don't know. It's, that's not for me to judge. Dude. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. I, that's my point. That's the whole point of it. I'm pretty sure he's won two. Might have won more than that. But I I'm, I know of two that people told me. Because mm-hmm. guys watch this stuff a hell of a lot harder than we do. And they like to fill us in. Like I said, I'm the, I'm the de facto complaint department. Right. So I get the emails and the calls. And when that situation came up and they were they thought they, they kind of deserved. Because they look at the prize table they feel the prize table should not be a participation trophy. They feel it's if the last place guy can walk the prize table, he was just handed a participation trophy. You can debate that. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not, not gonna. gonna I'm not gonna weigh in on it. I, I'm just, you guys know how I feel. I'm just saying what happened. If you're in, la- if you came in last place in your first match and you still walk the prize table, you just were handed a participation trophy. So I'm not sure how how you guys all feel about that. But you, you are coming and supporting the thing, so you should kind of get participation because you did. So so overall, yeah, it was a good shoot. Yeah, it was a good shoot. It, and everybody said it, it looked like a good time. I like the field matches. I like the fact that they mixed up. It sounded like very Is similar to gun work. Contingency X, right? That does yeah, all the Connex photos. Media. Yeah, Connex Media. That's, that's NRL. Um, they did a great job on getting people around and they were talking, doing videos and doing pictures gotcha. and stuff and great media stuff, you know, it was awesome. Well, they're media company and it's smart that they're doing the series that way. I mean, they're running the series and they're using their media company as a, a, a stepping stone for the series or as a compliment to the series. I, I, lo- I love seeing that next week come by when they publish all those oh, photos. The yeah, 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 yeah. So you got like 500 photos and, um, 
all of a sudden all your people on your friends book facebook and Stop everything like they're like bam new profile picture me shooting blah, 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 you know yeah, it's yeah. like all this stuff starts popping up and i like to see that stuff i like to see what people are using i like to this is why i go to those matches one mm-hmm. to shoot but i like to see what everybody's using because uh, it, it's going to benefit us as mile high in the long run so that we can find that stuff and I, get it out to those guys. I was texting this morning with somebody back east who's a, a PRS kind of person who's coming to the Guardian match with me. Mm-hmm. I have the, 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 the fix, and they're helping me with this. I have the fix for the Guardian match for like barricade stages for me. I'm ready. You they're, got they're getting a caddy? Me, no, they're getting me high heel shoes. Dude. I'm going to be wearing heels. Are you heels or the like um, platform platforms. heels? Platform heels. So not like. Because apparently the girls back because, east Well, now, your your calves already look good. So throwing a set of yeah, high yeah, heels on yes, you is going to make gonna it look be, better. Yes, totally. Right? But are you talking high heels or are you talking platform shoes? A little bit of both. Platform like heels. Like the old 90s punk platform shoes? No, like chicks high heels with like thick sole. Damn. Dude, because apparently the girls... Your butt's going to look good. Yes. The girls back east who are doing PRS matches, who find themselves vertically challenged like me, are taking... And I have a picture of one. Not like stiletto heels, yes, though. Yes, like that. They're going to get me stilettos. I'm going to wear that shit. Dude, you just, you just sink right into the ground, man. No. Well, uh, hopefully I won't, but we will find out. So, <laughs> but if it's if it's, if it's it's the ground is sinkable, all I have to do is put a mat down and just go on top of a mat. But I'm going to wear heels to shoot the barricade because the girls back east who are my height are wearing heels during the barricade stages now because they can't reach. Mm. So I'm going to wear heels. I think it's a good thing. And she picked out a pair of like purple. So you haven't set this trend. This trend has been brought to you. Yes, it was been brought to me. Okay. Well, we'll make sure those people get the the proper. They will. I'll have all kinds of stuff with it. We'll be socially uh, on it. Moving targets. I want to talk about that real quick. There, okay. there is a formula for moving targets. I don't Doesn't have it work. on me. I don't have it on me. Otherwise, formula, I'd share it with it, you. It's time but, of flight, and it's based on the muzzle, but you have to think about you. So you have to do the rules of thumbs for moving right? targets. What it's going to take for your brain to transmit that message to your trigger finger. You, you want the trick for moving targets? Ready. As soon as it comes out, put your reticle on the edge of the limit stake. Okay? So say it's coming from left to right. Put your reticle on the edge and put your main cross here in the middle so you've got a five mil minimum head start. As soon as you see it come out and get to that first, even the four mil mark, as soon as it gets to the four mil mark, go 1,001. Whatever distance it traveled from four mils towards three, that's your call. Slide your reticle over, shoot it. Pull the trigger. There's your call. 1,001. It went 1.5 mils in that time. That's your call. That's how you shoot the mover. 1,001. Now slide your reticle over, shoot it, and there's your call. Right. So we don't have to worry so much about how fast, how many miles per hour the target's moving. We just need to measure it. It's 0.6 mil per mile an hour without the wind. So if you do know the miles per hour. You could do 0.6 mil per mile an hour without the wind. So there's a little tidbit of information. Two of them. Two quick, down and dirty, easy methods right there on how to shoot a mover. We're trying to make it as easy as possible on you guys. So now bust out your Ford off calculator. Ford off. Ford off. It is free. I'm not using a Kestrel because some of you guys don't have Kestrels. And I want you to think of, I want you to look at two numbers. There's only two numbers I want you to look at. I want you to look at distance and yards. And I want you to look at your windage. Now... To get these two to line up, we're trying to figure out how fast our gun shoots. We're trying to figure out the miles per hour that our gun shoots. So by doing that, 
we're taking our Fordoff calculator, opening it up. You can put all the uh, the environmentals into it if you want. If you don't have any, don't worry about it. We're mm-hmm. just getting a baseline. You know the 88 grain Hornaday 224 has the same BC as the 6.5s? It doesn't surprise me. But what we're going to do now is we're going to take away that word BC from you. Yeah. We're just going to take it away. Strip it. Yeah, just get, get rid of it. Don't think about that. I want you to think of distance to yards. We're going to use 600 yards. I want you to think of windage. I want you to look at your windage and MRADs. This is for our MRAD shooters, all the MOA guys. Take a break or fast forward Dude, you or do something. The British method. You got to <laughs> yeah. go look up the Google, the British method of wind. That'll give you your MOA number. So, what we're looking for is our distance and our windage. And now you have wind speed at the top. I want you to set your direction to 270. That way we're all on the same page. So you'll see a bullet with a scale on it. You grab the little thing that looks like a fingerprint. You move it around until it says 270. That's nine o'clock. Okay, nine o'clock. So now up, up top, I want you to play around with your wind speed. Once you find a wind speed where 600 lines up with 0.6, that's how fast your gun shoots. So for me, I got a 308 and it's telling me it's 600 yards. My windage is 0.67. So I'm gonna go with 0.6. So this is our down and dirty, how we get this number. And what this is gonna help you do as a spotter is understanding who's shooting what and how fast their gun is moving so you can right. make a wind call based on miles per hour that the wind is blowing down range. So now you just need that one number now, the miles per hour number. So now, we go to click on your distance and go to 500. Save that. It should be, I have 0.53. So we can do that with each, uh, with each uh, yardage distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there was a question that I did see on sniper side that once it got to, we're, we're going to say 1,100 yards for my 308. Oh, how it's slowing down and what it is? It's, yeah. So there was a question of, well, why are you adding a 0.2? What are you doing this? Because... It's, it's doing a lot of changes. It's out slowing past. down it's now. Slowing you, down. Now you're getting on the backside of the curve. 800 yards for 308, it's, it's rapidly decreasing in velo- uh, velocity. So we have to start adding those tenths. So once we start adding those tenths to it, and we know what our gun is doing. Let's say you're only shooting one gun. We'll just know that first wind call, four miles per hour for my gun at 500 yards equals five tenths. So to double check that, I want you to grab your miles per hour and slide it over to eight miles per hour. So now at 500, at 500 yards, my windage in eight miles an hour is 0.96. So I can round that up to one mil. Right. So that tells me that it's on time. So now I slide it over to 12. At 12 miles an hour, I'm at 0.139, so 0.4. Right, right? so just added a whole nother four. Right, so So now I'm at 0.4. Yep, so I went from 5, 10, so 5.5, 1 mil, 1.5, and I'm off by one tenth. Mm -hmm. So that is our down and dirty. When When we get down to it, when we're making a wind call, that's how we're doing it. Now your six mils, uh, your, you know, your six fives and stuff like that, Six millimeter bullet. Yep. Not six mils, mils. Right. Yeah. 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 Your six millimeter bullet and your six five millimeter. What you're looking at is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven miles per hour. So that puts you in a different wind call bracket in Mm -hmm. your first bracket. So if you have your Ford off open and you're looking at your six five, because that's the most popular one, go on to 500 yards 
put your wind at 90 degrees, move your miles per hour to six, and see if it gives you 0.5 or somewhere in 0.5. If you can move it around, because there are some slower six fives out there, if you can move it around four, five, six miles an hour, then you have your first wind call. Because the BCs on those six fives are like in that five eight zone for G1. So that's where you start to balance that 0.5 to 0.6. So if you're slower, it'll be on one thing. And if it's faster, it's actually closer to six. But there is a fraction in there if you want to do it. And But we're just giving you the down and dirty, straight right. whole numbers and not a fraction. And the reason I'm saying just get rid of the whole BC thing. Just take that off the table because there's guys that are pushing seven millimeters pretty hard. Yeah. And then there's guys that are pushing them pretty slow. Mm-hmm. So that BC may not line up. Exactly. So you need to look at miles per hour. The wind is blowing in miles per hour. People are moving in miles per hour. Look at miles per hour. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, man. That's the best. We did it during the class. It worked out. How many first? Well, let's talk about. Um, well, we'll get holy into that. crap. Well, we'll yep. get into that in a minute because we're kind of getting on the hour. Yeah, so we maybe can, we should do. We'll either, cut this one off and then we'll talk more about. Yeah, the training and then we'll one. we'll do a part two to this. Seeing how Mike and I are back together, we'll we'll go straight into a part two, uh, for it. So um, you know why not? And and we'll get into that. So let's finish out with what your class in 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 the Quigley. What else you got there? And then we'll go into our class debrief and we'll talk about that. Um, I don't have really anything else on my list. We covered pretty much everything. The uh, The match was great, guys. Don't stop doing that. I want to get into actually more uh, competition dynamic stuff this next year. Yeah, you were so, saying that. You want to go to Blue Steel and um, go do that. Though. There's a, a thing that we're working on, which we'll talk about this offline, but yeah, I want to get down to Blue Steel. There's okay. some stuff we're working on with, uh, with Brian and, Whalen. And here's the thing, man. With the local matches, if you feel the look, because this kind of came up, uh, in the discussion that the local matches weren't challenging enough. Well, the local step it up. You guys can become part of that machinery. If you went and volunteered, did course of fire, helped your local match director. I'm sure he would appreciate that. Make, put, put a, put a big target, small target, put a different thing in, in reduce sizes, have, have it where if it's a local match, you have so much flexibility to do whatever you want. Shooters versus gun guys. Right. Guys. So you can say, okay, your big target's worth one point, your little target's worth two point. And you can call your thing up ahead of time. You can do your different stages. You can change the time limit up. You you can do, you know, you can say, hey, we're going to do this stage and it's going to be uh, a three minute time limit. Well, we're going to do the next stage with a 90 second time limit. Then we're going to do this stage with a big target or a little target and, and throw in some some more national level kind of, um, well, I, I, not, it's not statistics. One of the guys that helps put us to get, uh, put together the Pawnee match, mm-hmm. he was up shooting the Craig match with yep, us. Yep. And he brought some stuff home from that match. Exactly. And, That's and was like, my point. It was like, okay, now we're going to do this. We're going to change this up just a little bit, you know, or make decrease it a little the time bit harder, on something. A little quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but it does you can help. do a mix. You, you can do kind of a meatball stage where it's four minutes off a barricade, no, no, no restriction. Or then you can do a 90 seconds off of this with restrictions. Mm-hmm. I think the, the idea of deploying your gear on the clock is, is the way to go moving forward because that's going to become an equalizer part and in, in making people who have the expensive it's gear. It's another stressor. Yeah, it's another stressor. Now they have to learn how to employ it rather than them presetting it up before they come up and running up to a stage 
with a tripod already preset for them. Yeah, and that's like a CD match. That's yeah. why I want to go and check that out because I haven't been to one. Because in CD, you got to grab it and go. You're on a clock. Yeah. you got to run. Um, I actually, I got Jimmy all lined up. He's going to come and talk to us about more of their matches okay. because they put on some pretty cool stuff that you guys yeah, may or do. may not know about here in uh, the local to Colorado anyways. Um, I do want to say one more thing, and then obviously we need to, we need to cut this one short. Or not short, but, but cut it off. Yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna. Cut I want to say uh, thank you for everybody who participates in putting stuff into the comments of the uh, the Podbean app. I want you, uh, I want you guys to know that we are looking at that. We are listening to what you're mm -hmm. saying, and we appreciate uh, the guys who are uh, doing it on the forums as well. I know I look at it, and there are some folks that go in there and try to poke the bear and try to get it, you know, make something out to more than what it is. But there are the people who moderate that and they come in with a realistic hey this is either a complaint or this is a positive note and they keep the discussion professional yeah yeah so some that's what i appreciate on the yeah. sniper side in the everyday sniper section i'm really been happy with the um the 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 level of content and discussion that's going on in the hide right now and it's funny with this whole prs stuff they're the big threads from the 86th it was 86. Yeah. Uh, I, I told Frankie, I was like listening to it. One of my favorite parts is after the rant was kind of coming to a close, you just, you started eating something. And I was, I was like, uh, chewing on like, I was like is he something? eating yeah, something yeah. now? Like you candy. just dropped it. it. You're, like, candy. you're like, you're eh, like, I'm done with that. So, but the, the, you know, so there's a lot of good stuff. And one of the things that came out was somebody brought up the fact of eyeballs of, um, you know, the NASCAR comparison with TV and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, eyeballs do matter. And I pulled up my stats for Sniper's Hide versus like the PRS stats for their website. And I'm like ranked 16,000 in the US, which, you know, that's pretty darn good. Where the PRS is 1.5 million, you know, and so their eyeballs are different. And when I showed like even at 16,000, I was still in growth mode. Well, that's because you guys, that's because you guys listening. And I appreciate that. Everybody who's come back to the hide, who, who's kind of gone in that I'm at such a high volume and I'm in growth mode. I'm in green still right angle going up where a lot of these other ones were. I mean, the PRS website was down like 350,000% kind of thing, yeah. you know, where I was up uh 4,500%. You know, that kind of uh, deal. So, no, yeah. I appreciate I'm, it. And I'm glad that the, yeah, with the discussion and the content, and it really is the content. When I start reading something where it's like pointing fingers and doing this and doing that, and it's because of this and because of that, I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to read like this. Like I said, full, I'm trying to this, offer solutions. This man. five paragraph op order. I'm like, right. dude, I don't have time for this, man. I'm moving on to somebody who has something constructive to say. And there's been more constructive stuff than negative stuff. It's yes. like, hey, we yes. should do this. Hey, we should do this. And Frank said it earlier. You have to build it from the ground up. You can't go to the top and say, look, guys, this is what we're going to do. We need this, this, and this. Somebody needs to put something together and say, everybody on the same page, this is what it's, we're going to do. It's going to be do. the match director. Because you it. guys are the ones shooting it. Yeah. it's And it's going to be the match. The match directors are going to make the changes. And then the shooter embracing the changes and doing it from the ground up. You, you got to – there's more of you than them. And so you you got to build it from the ground up. It's got to go back to a grassroots and, and everybody's got to get on a similar page to say, we like this, we don't like that. And, and here's the clue, guys. It's perception. Even if you think you, 
it, it, it didn't matter. I did it within the rules on this, on that, and the other thing. When a, when a picture shows up on the internet, it's the perception. Doesn't matter how you spin that. It's a headline, dude. It's a headline. It doesn't matter what you try to say to defend it. It's a perception thing, you know, and, and you have to think about how is this going to look once when you walk away, timer's off, clock's done, moving on to the next stage. What's the perception of that from somebody of the outside looking in who doesn't understand it 100%? You can say, screw that guy. He's not here, but he's thinking about it. He's looking at it and he wants to do it. But if his perception is, you guys, there's no way he's going to fit into that, he's not going to come. And that's the thing, man. You have to combat perception more than anything else. So, Right on. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. We're going to do part two, so we're going to get on it. Thanks a lot, man. Everyday Sniper. Boom.